Hello everybody, welcome to Famous First Times. Hi. I'm Dominic. I'm Ian. And you're listening to some stories about famous people. And we're going to try and find out when they first had sex. This one is called the Scruff Bag episode, because we're going to look at some scruff bags, aren't we, Ian? We are. They are Bob Geldof and Nirvana. Kurt, Chris and Dave. Bit of Chris, not much, not much shagging from Chris, but some shagging from Kurt, some shagging from Dave. All right, let's dive in. Bob Geldof. Bob Geldof. Do you like him? Do you like his stuff? Green Turn Raps? Live Aid? I, I feel I, I feel like it's expected of me not to like him. <laughs> and because I don't, I feel like I'm playing up to the cliche of the guy who doesn't like Bob Geldof, but Why yeah. do you think you wouldn't why do you think people would think you don't like Bob Geldof? This is well, convoluted, I mean, this. This is convoluted fucking nonsense. What do you mean? Why Why? Would why is it convoluted? Th- I'm saying that like anyone who's listened to these podcasts, no, I don't fucking like anyone <laughs> apart from like Rick James and who was the other guy I liked? Sean Ryder. Yeah, Sean Ryder's all right. So like, yeah, it's pretty obvious that like we kind of shit on anyone before they even come out of the trap. But he's not as bad as Sting, is he? He's, he's a do-gooder, but he doesn't seem as bad as Sting. But he cares. I don't think he's He seems bad. like he's got more of a heart than Sting, yeah. yeah. I think Sting puts it all on, whereas Geldof really thinks he is the messiah. Yeah, and not even like a Bono kind of way either. Just more like a, a dirty, pissed-off... Those are the, like, fucking... Top three... Like God complex pop stars, Geldof is probably my least hated of those three. Yeah, I'd go with that. Do you like any of his music? You know, I don't really. Yeah, it's not fucking terrible. I mean, all of the songs sound a bit like Razorlight. <laughs> anyway, how do you think he lost his virginity? Do you think he was young or old? I think he, I think he was pretty old. Like, but not not like really old. But, um, you know, college, kind of uni age, and just going up to all the all the girls, just going, hey, you want to fuck? And just because he asked everyone, eventually he was like, you want to fuck? You want to fuck? And one of them was like, okay, yeah. And she was hard up, or she was like, thought he was quite charismatic. And just, he ended up, you know, striking lucky because you got to swing the bat to, like, you know, hit a home run. So you think he was a bit of a sex pest? Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, he was a sex pest. Well, let's find out the truth. This is from Is That It by Bob Geldof with Paul Valley, and it was published in 1986. Mrs. Armstrong, from down the road, was my first fuck. I was 13 and not looking for it. I was looking for lemonade. At the end of the terrace, I bumped into her. We meet again, she said. Yes, I replied. I felt gangly and awkward. We walked together towards my home 
What a hot afternoon, she said. (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps you would like to come for a glass of lemonade. Mercy's Armstrong sat down next to me so that her leg rested next to mine. She leaned across and putting her arm around me, drew my body to her. Her lipstick tasted like a boiled sweet on top of the lemonade. Then I felt her tongue push between my lips and toy with the tip of my own. I could feel her breast squash against my weedy little chest. Then she pulled away. Have you ever seen a girl naked? I shook my head. Would you like to see me naked? I nodded dumbly. She stood up. (laughs) Her light summer dress had buttons down the front. She undid them from the neck downwards. The dress sprang open at the top. She unbuttoned it completely and stood before me with the frock just open. My eyes went down from the edges of her breasts to the dark triangle of her hair between her legs. Mrs Armstrong lifted her hands to her shoulders like a Charleston dancer and flicked the dress off them. It fell onto the patterned green carpet behind her. Her hips were white and her breasts very full. They hung like strange fruit. She leaned over, with one hand she gripped the waist of my jeans, and with the other she pulled down the zip. I wriggled in my seat. Her hand went into the top of my underpants. I could not believe what was happening. I was trembling. She pulled me to my feet and pushed my jeans towards my ankles and fell back onto the sofa. Kiss me here, she said, pointing to her tits. I did. Good boy, rub me here, she said, indicating between her legs. She held my bottom, and with her other hand, she pulled my head to hers and kissed me again, her tongue forcing itself roughly round my mouth. Then she guided me inside her, and then... Realising that I did not know it was necessary for me to move, she started to slide me up and down. It lasted for all of three seconds. She kissed my neck. She stroked my head and whispered, Shosh, shosh, she said. You're a very good boy. (laughs) Did you like that? (laughs) Yes. I was strangely ashamed, but proud and utterly confused. Good, so did I, she said, though she probably didn't. (laughs) (laughs) There we go, older woman. That's fucking, that's the amount of detail that I want these fuckers to go into. That's detail, isn't it? (laughs) Every single move and motion and Kiss me here. (laughs) There was a triangle. I like the triangle. She said, do you like it? I said, yes. But I mean, fair play to him. No, yeah, not many celebs going to give that much yeah, away. I'm, I'm, I'm glad he's, he's so forthcoming with every intricacy. 
He's still calling him Mrs. Armstrong now. Because <laughs> he Jenny. don't know her first name. <laughs> it could be Jenny. Why not Jenny? I mean, how old was she? I mean, he was, what, 15 or whatever. 13, he says 13, it. fuck. And he was looking for lemonade. Yeah. He's wandering the streets. streets of Ireland. A Thursday. A Thursday. Medieval times. Scratching away. <laughs> but no water. I don't want water. <laughs> lemonade. This is Armstrong. He went. He's got away with the poetic but gross. Talking about a tits. Uh, very full. They hung like strange fruit. Yeah. I don't know what that really means. Big and lumpy and weird. It gives that I impression. mean, what fruit is he talking about? Strange There's lots of different fruit. What's what's a strange fruit? They're uh, not going to look like pineapples, are they? It's going to be on about like kind of you know bottom heavy ones, aren't, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm not squash. But it's not a fruit, but. Oh, that's squash. what he's on about, yeah. <laughs> Why don't you just say they hung like butternut squashes? <laughs> but um, yeah, how, how old do you reckon she was? If he's calling her by his surname, she must have been. I didn't call anyone by the surname who was who wasn't like at least thirty years older than me. Yeah, ashamed but proud. That's that's completely contradictory. It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah you can't be ashamed and proud at the same time. Well, she said, you're a very good boy. Did you like that? It's like if talking to a dog. <laughs> Shush. Shh. Shh. Yeah, that. Fuck it. It's all really creepy, isn't it? Lasted for three and seconds. And like, yeah, it lasted for three seconds. I mean, he was 13. Like, you can't expect much from him. But... You know what? He's got a touch of the Phil Collins putting himself down, trying to be a bit more humble. I mean, he is from like fully working class roots, isn't he? Yeah, but good on him for the detail. Yeah. Thanks for that, Bob. Yeah, made up for all your fucking shit songs <laughs> right I've got another Bob story for you now uh, this, very good this is when he first found fame in his first groupie from the very first gig I had discovered just how powerful an aphrodisiac rock music could be at Bolton Street I was sitting on the edge of the makeshift stage winding up the microphone wire when I heard a voice say, Would you like to come home with me? I looked up. Before me was a tall girl with long brown hair. She was pretty and I was taken aback. Never before had I known a woman be so forward. It had always been clumsy approaches by me and clumsy responses by the girl. You were really good, she said, <laughs> as I... <laughs> as though the other had been small talk thanks he wound the cable around the microphone well would you I looked around Daphne was at the bar with someone we were getting very bored with each other and she had been making moves towards Gary what's the address I'll follow later you would come I did it was dirty sweaty totally cathartic sex like I had never experienced before when it was over, she expected nothing else. That was all she wanted from me and all I wanted from her. We understood each other completely. Always sex had been so complicated. This was sex for the fun of it. This was new. <laughs> I found that this was now to be a regular occurrence. In, oh fuck, what is that place? <laughs> In Pola Polka. Do you reckon that's right? Pula Fuka. Pula Fuka. 
in Pulafuka after the second gag a girl approached me and said that she had an orgasm during the set I was still unused to this so I mumbled inadequately that's nice thanks <laughs> so Bob's having a good time Bob's getting some Bob's, groupies Bob's loving it isn't he I can imagine it being really true all this possibly yeah yeah yeah, I mean, he is a rock star. He is going to get groupies. Let's go back in time. So in this, he's bored one day and he's trying to ring his mate Foley. I tried again. Still engaged. Not that I had anything to say to Foley. But ringing him might spark off an idea for something to do. Foley had been brought up in England when his old man worked in Flight Street. We saw him in a certain sophistication. It was folly I drunk with the news of my first ejaculation. I had been told at school by Casey about wanking. You just pulled at your dick till it happened. Hey folly, I scaled off. Have you ever wanked? <laughs> what do you mean? Course I have. It's great, isn't it? It's all right. What are you on about, Geldof? Uh, nothing really. I mean, I was just ringing to find out if you were going down to Murray's later on. Foley had obviously been wanking a long time. <laughs> I didn't want to blow my cool. Still, I managed to upstage him in a later call. <laughs> Foley, it's scaled off. Have you ever looked at spunk under a microscope? <laughs> what? Have you ever wanked and then put this stuff on a slide and looked at it under a microscope? It's great. <laughs> I thought you'd be able to see some tadpole things or something kind of wriggling around. Gildoth, that's fucking disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> he would de yeah, he'd definitely upstaged him that, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, you got him. What's he doing ringing his mates up going on about wanking? That's not normal, that. Well, I mean, nay. <laughs> Is it fuck? <laughs> not what he's saying. It's the first thing he says as well. It's just like, hey, Foley, scaled off. Have you ever wanked? <laughs> Straight into it, yeah. And then it's not outraged like, that he's asked him. It's like, yeah, of course I have. <laughs> <laughs> that line when he says, Foley's obviously been wanking a long time. Like, like he's got massive respect for him for that. It's like he's speaking, yeah. to, he's speaking to an expert about it. <laughs> seasoned, seasoned professional. <laughs> and then looking under a microscope. He, that, he's done that at school. Because he's not got a microscope in his house. He was a right scrubber. So he's had a wank at school and put it under a microscope. And he said he thought you'd be able to see the tadpole things. Yeah, he doesn't say what you Kind of wriggling around. What did he see? Yeah, because he says it's good, doesn't he? It's great. He says it's good, but he thought it'd be tadpoles, but can't be. No, you need like a mega-powered microscope to see that. But yeah, he's probably wanking at school, isn't he? Yeah. Wanking at school, it must be on his mind loads because he's ringing his mates about it. <laughs> Bored, that's the first thing that comes to his <laughs> mind. And then he's doing it at school. Dirty Bob, yeah. Yeah, sticking with the wanking theme, here's another little note from him. In Catholic Ireland, there was no Playboy or men only. The only such magazine was Health and Efficiency. It had all the tits and pubes airbrushed out. It had not been long since I discovered that girls had nipples. I'd assumed that their breasts were smooth skin all over. 
As for what else there was, I had no idea. A girl had once said to me, girls are different because their bottoms go all the way around. Whatever that meant. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that meant. Little Geldof thinking, <laughs> just baffled by minges. <laughs> <laughs> just blagging him, just like, yeah, it's just like, it's just one big hole front to back. <laughs> It is kind of like that because it goes all the way around, but it's a fucking mad way of putting it. That it's a mad way of saying it. There's like, <laughs> there's 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 gaps. There's like, she's not going to tell him about the perineum at that point though in his in his childhood. <laughs> it's from it's a bottom that goes all the way around, but there's like a bit in the middle. It's called a perineum, and um, there's like several. There's a few. There's three different holes, but you know you don't don't need to know all that. Just think of it as one big bum. <laughs> One big smooth bum with no pubes, no nips, no nips up top. Why didn't he think that? Why did he think women didn't have nipples? Because they were airbrushed out of this this magazine. The only magazine that had tits in it had them all airbrushed. Well, it's like Instagram, isn't it? Little blur things on the nipples so they look completely smooth, so they can still get the pictures online. Yeah, so you can you can have like a fully nude woman, but as long as you smooth out the nipples so it's like blurred it's all right but if you if the nipples there then it gets banned same with a muff if you have like a tiny little like star over like the actual lips they'll they'll allow it it's a bit like health and efficiency really <laughs> that, sounds like, like that. that sounds like a shit magazine that doesn't it <laughs> health and efficiency yeah one more story about wanking now, masturbation had become part of my daily life. And not just daily. It was a mortal sin, of course. At school, during the retreats, one of the priests would go on about it. Your body was a temple of the Holy Ghost. And if you abused it, you abused God because the Holy Ghost was in God. Uh, it was throwing your seed on a fallow ground. You would tell it in confession to get rid of the sin but when they told you to stop you knew you couldn't i did feel really guilty though because i was doing it so often i felt tired all the time i thought it was sapping my strength i worried like hemingway that i only had a certain amount and that once it was all used up that was it that day i lost my virginity I had probably used up my quota already. What a mad way of thinking about wanking. It's really on his yeah. mind, isn't it? It's that Catholic guilt. That, um, who else had that? Jerry Lee Lewis, was it? No. Um, what's he called? Marvin Gaye. Oh, yeah, he was fucked up by yeah. it, yeah. Really fucked up by the, the sin aspect of the flesh. Yeah. But still, like, just a massive shagger, though. Yeah, and he was wanking. He said Didn't he was wanking. Every, he said he was wanking every single day, even before he lost his virginity. He says there, probably. and he said not just daily. So that means like multiple times day. And he, it felt like it was sapping his energy. He was tired all the time. <laughs> it was really taking it out of him. It's like he wants you to feel sorry for him that he was like exhausted. Yeah. No, stop wanking then, you fucking madhead. He's trying to give it some gravitas by bringing in Hemingway as well. Referencing classic <laughs> yeah. writers, so he's on about what fucking Re remember wanking. Remember, I am a poet. <laughs> yeah. He's on about wanking shitloads, and he's trying to make it into this heavy thing. <laughs> he's a daft sod, isn't he? 
Right, so we're done with wanking, but this is how we used to try and date girls. This is what it was like when he was at school. Inside, you would be jellied with nerves at the prospect of everybody looking on while you made your move, as you had to sooner or later. It was like my life generally. Like a swan, it would be all serenity on top, but paddling like fuck underneath. Fair was the overriding emotion. You had to walk up to a girl and ask her to dance under this public scrutiny. It was like a TV game show, in which how you performed before the audience was more important than what had happened with the girl. Likely as not when you got there, she'd say, Ask my sister, I'm sweating. (laughs) Then Then you'd have to take the long walk back to the lads and try to laugh off the rebuff. The shame was crippling. <laughs> what an amazing line that is. Ask me sister, I'm sweating. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> that, yeah, that's like, she's not like blasting him down. She's like, no, I'm too sweaty. <laughs> is that what she's on about? Is that what she means? Like, I'm, I'm, I, don't, I just don't get it. I'm sweating. Like she's knackered, like she's too, she can't be arsed with him. Is that what it is? I, uh, yeah, I think she's just made a, a weak excuse, but it doesn't make her look great. You wouldn't give that excuse. You'd, I, I suppose that excuse makes him look better than her because she's like a sweaty mess. <laughs> so if he comes off a bit better, but someone must have said that to him or else he wouldn't put that in, would he? No, he wouldn't come up with that as, a, that as a diss. Do you want to know his thoughts on sex from really recently, from March 2020? Yes, please. Right, so he was on uh, Ireland's RTE1, speaking to Tommy Tiernan, guessing this is a radio show. Uh, Tommy asked him, what is sex like at the age of 68? And Bob said, Difficult. That laser-driven drive of a 16-year-old clearly isn't there. As you age at tempers, by 68, I doesn't always need chemical assistance. But it fucking helps. <laughs> He's candid. Bob is candid. He's, he's not asked about saying he uses Viagra. Yeah, I, I think he's all right, Bob. From this, I, I, I expect him to be a bit sh- bit more of a cunt, but no, he's, he's all right. Yeah. Is he woke? Or does it look like we should cancel him? Is he a twat who treats his women disrespectfully? Is he... A new man, enlightened by a progressive new age. Is he woke or should we cancel him for being a bad man? Is he a bad man? Is he a sex pest? A what? A what? So Ian, is Bob Geldof woke? Yeah, he's not really done anything it's bad. Definitely, he's, yeah. He's, he's been taken advantage of, if anything. Yeah. And he speaks about her quite quite nicely. What do you reckon? Is it true? Largely, yeah. Yeah, for that level of detail. He's probably embellished it over the years, but I reckon 90% true, yeah. There's nothing that is put in there to make himself sound better. No. It's just loads of, like, detail... No, I quite like him from this. He's not like a sting, is he? There's no real cockiness, nastiness, arrogance. He's just a bit of a bumbling geek. Who would have thought that? I thought he'd be just as much of a twat as all the rest of them. As all of them, yeah, considering what he does.
Nirvana. We're doing Nirvana. So got Dave's story, Dave Grohl's story, and Kurt's story, and a few other stuff about shagging on the road. This is Kurt Cobain's only groupie story. It's from an interview in Metal Hammer in 1990, October 1990. And by November, he'd sworn off groupies. There was a no groupies rule while traveling yeah. just a month later. So this is the only story about groupies. And it's all the bands. So there's Kurt in here. Hi, I'm Kurt Cobain. And we got Dave. Hi, I'm Dave Gall. And we got Chris Novoselic. Oh. Okay, and Kurt Cobain kicks this off. We were on tour for seven weeks. It was too much. I wanted time, mate. It is fun to stay at somebody's house. So long, something exciting and dynamic happens. No, we'll break stuff. Or we get our windows bashed out of the van. Buy a drunken, crazy wrestler, man. <laughs> <laughs> This guy took a hammer and he smashed it on the windows of our van because he thought I was having an affair with his girlfriend. The interview asked where this was. In Columbus, Ohio. I told this guy, fuck you, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it was so scary, too. I was in the van. I was in the van. It's, it's pretty hairy. <laughs> It costs $200 to fix. <laughs> Why? Why? Because you've be, been be boning his wife? Not his wife. His girlfriend. Well, she told me that they were broken up. He was a nice guy. He was a nice guy. Then he gave us the dress and we called the cops on him. That cop was so pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the guy who busted the windows is a nice guy? Yeah, he turned out to be a really nice guy. We talked to him afterwards, and I started calling him... <laughs> and I started calling... <laughs> and I started calling him names. At one point... Because we came by his house, like, oh, get out of here, fuck you, man, <laughs> kiss my ass. And we went and called the cop, and he said, you know what people's problems are? The cop goes, well, some people screwed up. <laughs> and he goes, no, everybody screwed up. And he gave us his card, and he said, if you guys want to try reporting, here's my card, go downtown, you guys have to fill out a report, I'll have to fill out a report. Forget it. <laughs> we go. We went to some rich hotel for breakfast, and all that was pink salmon toast. It was really expensive. <laughs> right. What is that? What is he trying to say there? What is all nonsense? It's all fucking it's drunk. <laughs> it is, yeah, you're right. You know, because none of them are making that much sense. They're all a bit wild. They're, they're fucking wasted a lot. Of them. <laughs> That is a that, shitty groupie story, isn't it? That is rubbish. <laughs> but that is the only groupie story we've got of, of Kurt. So he shagged someone's wife? A big crazy raster man who smashed up the van. But then they were all mates after. But, but then they, I don't get it. I don't It's fucking confusing this. It's gibberish. So they called <laughs> the police. The, the police is pissed off because they're mates with this guy who they'd previously been fighting with because Kurt had been shagging the guy's girlfriend. I think that's what happened. I think that's what, what? happened in it. 
it says to me that Kurt was shagging about after gigs. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And just moping about taking heroin. So a month after this, this was like probably the tipping point. After he got in a little bit of trouble for it, he fucked it off. So if this hadn't have happened, he would have carried on shagging and been like motley crewing it up <laughs> instead of like shooting up and getting all depressed. Dave would have definitely done that. And Chris would have just gone along with it because big dopey guy. <laughs> I don't think Kurt could have handled it. I, th- I, think, I think this is his only groupie and he couldn't handle it and, and, and use this as an excuse to stop. And then luckily Courtney Love came along and plucked him out. Lucky for him. <laughs> Look, the lucky <laughs> bastard. Lucky laddie. As a groupie story goes, there's better ones out there, but it's the only one we got. It's, it's the best you're going to get. Yeah, and I'm, it's, it's, I'm it's happy right. with it, yeah. So we got um, um, another interview from 1992. This is a Singapore magazine called Big O. Uh, this is Kurt's thoughts on hip-hop. What's this got to do with shagging? No, you'll see. You'll see. Right, okay, Big O. You know, I listen to rap, and it's got a nice beat, and rhythm, and all of that. But when I listen to the words, they really put me off, because some of them are bloody sexist. <laughs> I don't think Kurt ever said bloody. I don't know. I, make an exp- a translation thing, that. Don't sound like his Singapore, words. Singapore, probably, mm. yeah. Bloody sexist. <laughs> bloody sexist. No, he likes hip hop. He listens to it. It's got a nice beat. He likes boom, ch, boom, 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 ch. He's bopping his head. Boom, boom, ch, boom, ch. Yeah, this is good. Boom, ch. Yo, fucking hoes and bitches, fuck that shit. What? Oh, no, I don't like it. <laughs> it, it sounds like a fucking grander, doesn't it? It's got a nice beat. Put really put me off. Bloody sexy. It, I'm not having he said these words. He's fucking well. It does weird. sound a bit like a, like a stuck up granddad. Yeah. Right, this is from a German magazine called No Trend Press uh, from August 1991. Interviews Marcus Kohler. I'll ask his questions and it's Dave Roll and Kurtz in it as well. What sexual practices do you favour? Not what you imagine, but what you actually do. And this is to Dave. As far as I can remember, I've not done anything extremely perverse. i uh, tied anyone up or done anything painful to them. What I normally do is throw drinks on the girl while we're doing it. <laughs> whole bottles? No, of course not whole <laughs> bottles. <laughs> and uh, Kurt pipes up. My biggest sexual perversion is to avoid any sexual contact at all. <laughs> <laughs> How are they in a band together? They are not on the same wavelength at all. Dave shagging girls, pouring beer on them while he's shagging. He's throwing drinks in the face. Fuck Kurt- you, bitch. <laughs> and Kurt's with his arms folded, going, meow, 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 meow. I don't like any of it. <laughs> it's all mucky. <laughs> but saying that, that's a big fucking statement, that, isn't it, from Kurt? That's, even in je- maybe it was in jest, but still. I mean, it kind of figures with his image, I guess, but it's still a mad thing to see in, in print, isn't it? I guess. Just like... Saying it gets him off not to have sexual contact. That's what he's saying, really. Mm. So he's saying he gets all these opportunities, but he yeah. buzzes off turning them That's Buzzes off turning them down, going home and having a big wank over all <laughs> <laughs> Birds that want to shag him. And, ah, fuck him. Could have shagged her. Ah, could have shagged her. Didn't do it. But Corny comes along and he's like, nay, I'm fucking having you. <laughs> and he's going, no, <laughs> he's okay. like, all right. <laughs> Okay, before we get to Kurt's virginity story, 
Uh, here's Dave's. And this is from an interview with Blender in 2003. Uh, the question was from a, a reader and it was, what music was playing when you lost your virginity? There was no music. The party was over. She was a junior of the basketball team. I was a freshman and I never saw her again. She ruled me like a caged animal. (laughs) It was like 2001. It was like 2001, a space odyssey. Just silent until the monolith came crashing down. <laughs> that his dick. Yeah, he's fucking well full of himself, isn't he? Yeah. He should have been in a cop rock band. He should have been in Motley Crue. <laughs> Another question here. So what's Dave Grohl's secret for success with the ladies? I'm kind of like Ducky from the John Hughes class. They're pretty in pink. And that loyal, quirky, phony, eccentric, but weird-looking guy. <laughs> with no sense of fashion. Of all the John Hughes films, though, Sixteen Candles is the crux of my being. The essence of my core. That's my life story. (laughs) But rather than being ducky, I'd rather be Father Ted. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, not Father Ted. He's Farmer Ted. I'll say again. (laughs) But rather than being ducky, I'd rather be Father Ted. (laughs) The Geek, played by Anthony Michael Hall. I really looked up to Anthony Michael Hall until he got his braces off and started bulking up. But he's like saying, oh, I identify with the fucking dark from this film and dark from this film. Right, all right. I don't think Dave Grohl's a dark. He's too, he's too out there and full on from all this. Yeah. Deep down, he thinks he's a dork, but he's, he's still like a proper jock. Um, Courtney says that he was like, he was really popular in high school and he was nothing like Kurt and Courtney was, no like way. outcasts, like infiltrated their scene. I, I reckon he's, he's all right. David would be a good laugh. He'd be a- oh, he's a fucking, he's, he's one of my favourite people in the world. Really? Yeah. I mean, I like David. I really like him as a guy and I like his outlook on everything. Even with these stories? I don't think he comes across that well in all these. Uh, well, he was he was a kind of fucking tearaway little kid, yeah, and he's probably like chucking drinks on people and stuff. I don't think he's despicable. It's just like... Whew, whew. He was always like a bit of a madhead, but he's yeah. a different kind of madhead now, I guess. Yeah, but he's likeable, definitely likeable. Okay, uh, the big one. This is Kurt's virginity story. Which you've all heard if you fucking watch that Montage of Heck film. Yeah, and it's in his... Already's fucking biography. Yeah, and uh, his diaries, in His diary, it? yeah. But a lot of people haven't read all the Lord of Kurt Cobain books like I have. Yeah, and if you've not heard this before, you're in for a fucking treat. Oh, yeah. In a last attempt to make it clear that this girl did not have Down syndrome, <laughs> I was a mongoloid. There is proof that Lakeside High School does not or ever has had the facilities to teach those chronic retards. She had regular classes for normal people. A lot of naive asshole kids just (laughs) called her retarded because she never talked. (laughs) (laughs) I decided within the next month I'd actually kill myself. 
and I wasn't going out of this world without actually knowing what it was like to get laid. <laughs> so, one day after school, I went to her house alone and invited myself in, and she offered me some Twinkies, and I sat on her lap and I said, let's fuck. <laughs> and I touched your tits and she went into the bedroom and undressed in front of me with the door open and I watched and I realized that it was actually happening so I tried to fuck her but I didn't know how and I asked her if she'd ever done it before and she said lots of times <laughs> mainly with her cousin I got grossed out very heavily with how her vagina smelled <laughs> and her sweat reeked so I left yeah <laughs> so during lunch the next day the rumors started and she told my name and everyone was waiting for me to yell and cuss and spit at me calling me the retard fucker I couldn't handle the ridicule so on Saturday night I got high and drunk and I walked down to the train tracks and I laid down and I waited for the 11 o'clock train I put two big pieces of cement on my chest and legs. Then the train came closer and closer and closer. And then he went on the next track beside me instead of <laughs> over me. <laughs> the cop stopped me one night at a football game. And I went down to the station. And they tape recorded my confession of what I did. And I... And, and, <laughs> and said her family can't do anything because she was 18 and not mentally retarded. <laughs> that is a fucking roller coaster of a story, isn't it? Yeah. There's a lot going on in there. What do you think? What's your take on it? Yeah, I think she probably was mentally retarded. Do you think? think yeah? yeah, I think she was uh, something to do with her. He wouldn't go on about it that much if he was. Because you wouldn't, would you? You wouldn't make a fucking big fuss of it if, if it wasn't... Well, he's making a big fuss of it because everyone was telling him he was a bad man for it. He was racked with guilt over it. But, you know, she probably just... They were probably all a bit backwards in, like, Aberdeen. It's probably just like Lee, you know. <laughs> if you shag someone in Lee, you know, 50% chance he'll be fucking inbred. <laughs> 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 so it's probably the same where he grew up. It's not his fault. It's not illegal to shag someone who's... Yeah, know. and over 18 as well, so he's not done nothing wrong. All of these, all of these stories, what do you reckon, are they all true from <clears throat> Kurt? Nah, mostly bollocks, I reckon. I know he was a big bullshitter. Mm, I think he did a bit more groupy stuff than he than he makes out. I don't know about that. Oh, do you not think? No, no? I think we'd yeah. know about... Well, maybe we wouldn't know about more of it, but most of what he says is bollocks. Nine times out of ten. No he was spinning a yarn... So do you think most of the genetic story, do you think most of that's untrue? Yeah. Yeah. And even the, the, the line on the train track thing, it's about... That's it's fucking, just, he's got that from Buster Keaton film. Yeah, Laurel and Hardy stuff, yeah. So yeah, mostly bullshit. What about Dave? Do you think he's been bullshitting through all of this? I, I think he... Not in the slightest. No, he's, I think he likes a good story and he'll... Fucking proud of the rough yeah, stuff he's he proud does. of his rough stuff. He yeah. got a good story out of it, so he did it. All right. So Wokar cancelled for Kurt... Is he woke? Or should he be cut?
Wrongen. Wrongen. Old. <laughs> I think he's woke, Ian. He's the ultimate woke, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He was a yeah. feminist. Yeah, he doesn't like sexist lyrics. He doesn't discriminate who he shags as well. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Is, um, he accepts <laughs> anyone desp- despite any mental illness, he will accept them. And good on him for and that. Good on him good for on that, him. yeah. Um, yeah, Kurt's woke. It's not even a fucking question, is it? Of course he fucking is. Is Dave woke? I mean... Why is he chucking drinks in people's faces? <laughs> but not all bottles, so he's not... He's so not, he's, not, he's not that, that bad. bad. It's just a bit. You can't chuck drinks in people's faces when you're shagging them. It don't make it sound consensual, does he, as well? He sounds like he, like, like he, just, says he normally does it. It's not, you know, he just fucking always at it. So I'd, uh, I think yeah, he's... Yeah, I think we've got to cancel him for that. Uh, what about his virginity one? She ruled him like a caged animal. Talk about his dick like a monolith crashing down. Come on, Dave. Come on. 2000, 2020. 2020, we're beyond that. Dicks aren't monoliths. No, you've got, you've got a weedy little dick that is not yours to wield like a monolith. Stop it now. Stop it now. Cancelled. He's cancelled. Dave, Dave is cancelled. That's it for you. Right. Bob, Kurt, Dave, who would you fuck? Who would I rather fuck? Mm-hmm. Kurt? Why is that? Fit. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, what about you, Ian? Would you rather shag Bob Geldof? No, man. Oh. He looks like a, Bob looks like he'd stink. Like a fucking stinky, sweaty man. Like he wears jumpers that just reek of BO. No, I'm not shagging Bob. All right, but you don't think Chris and... Um, but you don't think Kurt and David stink? I think Kurt smell quite nice. I think he's well-groomed, smells lovely. Showers, cleans a lot. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd shag Kurt, yeah. De- I, I won't go near Dave. He, he just seems a bit too rough. He'd just be... He'd, be, he'd treat you mean, wouldn't he? He'd, he'd be, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't be nice to me, no. No, he'd have to be Kurt, yeah. All right, good. Well, we've got that wrapped up then. All right. Okay, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Cheers. And we will see you next time for all famous first times. <laughs> As ever, get in touch. Any stories you've got, Rockstar Shags. Or your own Shags. Just tell us about it. You can mail in at... Uh, FFT at giveover.co.uk. Or phone in and leave a voicemail on a number we won't pick up on so you don't need to talk to us. You just need to leave a message. And that's 07896 493 664. Do you know the number? Do I fuck know the number <laughs> off my heart? Why You've would heard I me know? saying it like about 50 times. Yeah, it's, but not, it's not gone in. No, I was like, fuck, it's just a load of numbers. <laughs> I don't know my own number. What are you on about? Do you not? Do you not know your phone number? No. I know mine. Do you know mine? Do a fuck. Why do I know yours? Exactly. But I'm saying this out loud to you many times over the past few months. Loads. I don't what? even know past 07. Eight. I uh, know, I didn't know that one. <laughs> Could have been anything after that. Leave us five stars, subscribe. Cheers. Come back again. Cheers, see you next time. See ya.